0: Hi, I'm Vicki Bolson, and welcome to Taking Care in Business, a podcast I created out of my passion for using business as a force for good. From environmental practices to social impacts and all that falls within the realm of corporate social responsibility, I'm always curious about how organizations are taking care in business. Well, hello, Mike. I'm so glad you're joining me today.
1: Hi, Vicki. How are you?
0: I am great. So everyone, we have somebody who is, I don't know, I feel kind of weird about this, but I've been fangirling Mike Wright and uh, mm-hmm. Wisdom Environmental ever since I met him. Uh, his company does something that I think is so interesting. And really, I had never heard of it until I met you. Um, I mean, I knew things like this were being done, but not a whole company you know, dedicated to identifying and defining and then you know, sort of channeling, like what to do with, with waste specifically from the, you know, the industries that you work in. Um, and so I, I even had the pleasure of coming out and having a tour. And at your tour, I got this lovely hat, which I'm going to wear throughout our interview, there you to go. Channel our wisdom energy. Um, and it was so cool. I wish everybody could, could um, take a take a little tour, but everybody can go onto your website, Wisdom Environmental, and um, look at some great videos. But from your words, Mike, kind of explain what Wisdom Environmental does.
1: Thanks, Vicki. Wisdom Environmental was designed to work with manufacturers um, to find homes for their waste streams. Um, And we define waste streams as things that they throw away. a byproduct from their manufacturing process and uh, for the past you know 18 years we've been uh, looking inside dumpsters and finding uh, uh, alternative uses for those waste streams so uh, our goal is to keep things out of landfill and uh, you know over the years we've uh, seen a lot and um, there are uh, a lot of things that we've been able to uh, pull out of the dumpster and uh repurpose and uh and send it off to uh people that actually use it as an ingredient in a product so we work with manufacturers to identify uh waste streams as they call it um and then convert those waste streams into uh byproducts which then have a value and so value is defined as a lot of different things but the first value is a we're not throwing it in a dumpster anymore and we're meeting our sustainability goals um, so we not only save the manufacturer from the cost of disposal and landfill, but in some cases we actually give them a rebate back value for their, um, materials. So one day it was waste going in a dumpster and the next day, uh, they're getting paid for that material. It's just about identifying what they're throwing away. Mm-hmm. And, um, wisdom kind of specializes in that space where we're not a scrap yard, you know, we don't, um, you know we don't recycle steel and cars and scrap from metal, scrap metal, um, and we don't uh, recycle, say, paper or cardboard. But we kind of do everything in between. So you can imagine um, everything from rubber, carbon abrasives, nickel byproducts, uh, aerospace materials, um, kind of everything you would think besides the scrap metal box going down the street and the cardboard truck coming down the street. Everything in the middle. Um, we've been exposed to that kind of stuff. So um, and that's what wisdom does for manufacturers throughout the country.
0: It's so cool. Talk to um me about Steel Creek because this is one that I got to kind of see from, you know, start to finish. And there there are actual products available to consumers, um, which are super cool. Um, from start to finish, how does that kind of, you know, how did the how did it first come to you to do this?
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, over 18 years, we've actually been able to, you know, create uh, channels to take recyclables or the byproducts and then, you know, consolidate them and, uh, you know, package them, receive them, package them accordingly and send them off down the road. Um, And I would love to say that we have an answer for everything, um, but we don't. Um, But I'm one of those people that hates to see things go into landfills. And so... Um, There was a waste stream, I guess you would call it, uh, a byproduct that was going in um, many of our clients' uh, dumpsters. Um, It's abrasive uh, iron powder from the byproduct of blasting um, steel with BBs, metal BBs, steel shot blasting. Um, We recycle steel shot every day. Uh, We give our clients a rebate for that. We repurpose it, um, screen it, and things like that. But that dust that came off that process was really mainly almost a pure iron dust, and it's a powdery material. Um, And really, there was some traction in the early, you know, 2000 to 2015. Some steel industry was taking it, but the steel industry basically just kind of shut it off. So, um, you know, many of our clients were stuck, and um, we didn't have a simple solution for it. Um, So... I got a little creative and I said, we got to be able to do something with this. So I hired some engineers and we basically said, here is this iron powder, let's do something with it. And we created a product called Steel steelcrete concrete. And basically it's an uh, it's a, a concrete material. Think of concrete that you pour in the patio or your sidewalk. And we actually use uh, an iron powder and some various other byproducts now to as an ingredient to uh, mix with cement and a proprietary blend. And uh, now we make precast concrete products from uh, this uh, byproduct, uh, from waste to a uh, product. So we created a business to answer the problem. Um, there was so, no yeah. defined channel. So we said, OK, let's get the team together. And we did it. Um, now we create, uh, like we and I've talked, I think we're going to schedule to divert somewhere around four to 5,000 tons this year of this powder this iron powder um, and from landfill and you know it's very simple think of it as it's it's an iron powder and then there's a little bit of iron oxide which is just rust and that's pretty much what that stuff is um, so we make obviously bin blocks and bunker blocks and you know security barriers and retaining walls and we have a new consumer line that we're getting ready to launch this summer which is going to be you know flower pots and planters and garden Boxes and elevated garden boxes all made with this recycled material. So we saw a problem, we figured out a solution, and we actually opened up an entire division called Wisdom Steel Creek in Warren, Indiana. And it's been going for a couple of years now. And um happy to say that we are sold out of our blocks through July. There's such a demand for it. And um, you know, and every month we're picking up new customers on the manufacturing side because Landfills are literally stopping taking this material. Um, you know, in the old days, landfills would take everything. But wow. now land now landfills are being very particular about what they take. And in many cases, um, many manufacturers are faced with, they may produce this product, this iron powder, that we call it spent steel shot dust, but the landfill won't even take it. So as a manufacturer, it becomes a real problem. Yeah. And so Wisdom steel creed has really given that outlet or an option for manufacturers um, to not only meet their sustainability goals, which is so important. And it's a metric that everybody's targeting, but in some cases we're, uh, we're that lifeline to a manufacturer that actually uh, we can recycle those materials.
0: Wow. And these products are cool. I mean, they're, they're not, you know, any, they, they put everything that's out there and available to purchase in that space. You know, they're, I, I love them. The fire pit, especially. I I think that thing is so cool. But how much does it weigh again? Is it like?
1: Well, the, the, the fire bowl. Fire that's bowl, that's it. Fire um, bowl. The fire bowl is about 80 pounds. So yeah. it's not terribly heavy. It's 28 inches in diameter, about eight or 10 inches tall. Um, one of the things we forgot to mention is that this is a byproduct of the manufacturing of this material is they develop a rusty patina. Over
0: time, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, it's made of an iron powder. Uh, the matrix of the the concrete, uh, as it's finished and pulled out of the mold, it exposes those small iron particles on the surface, and they will actually oxidize and turn rusty. So you you get a you get a you get a concrete product that develops a rusty patina over time, which obviously is kind of a cool look.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't control it. You know, nature controls it. So uh, depending on uh, where you live and really wet and humid it gets rusty quicker but um and oh and also they're magnetic so you can put refrigerator magnets on any of our products so
0: <laughs> there you go I'll just put all yeah. my oh I'll, I'll get one and put my kids faces all over it you know yeah you know put some up, of the artwork from elementary school
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right
0: so how unique is this like how many companies are upcycling industry manufacturing waste like you
1: I think I think there's some established markets out there that have kind of you know been around for a while um, you know you know it's a real economic thing right So recycling is e- all economics so um, industries that have developed these supply chains where they take the byproduct and then they can utilize them um, there are a number of them that have been in place for a while. Um, the biggest obstacle is is that you know manufacturers are in the business of of buying a raw product that it meets a specification, and uh, you know, and we've been doing that way for a long time, and, and we've been getting it from this place, and uh, you know, when you have a difficult to recycle material or something that just doesn't fit in the mold, um, it's tough, and that's where wisdom really comes in and kind of works with manufacturers to say, okay, sometimes we have to go through a bunch of hoops to get it into their into their, uh, their, their, supply chain stream. But mm-hmm. the answer your question is, you know, the steel, uh, examples in the industry of recycling, obviously are steel. We've been doing that for a long time, aluminum, right. Um, cardboard and paper have come online pretty strong in the last 10 years. We still struggle with plastics, right. And you've probably heard a lot about that. Um, you know, there are certain plastics that are no brainers and they're easy, but you know, plastics are light and, and the transportation costs are so expensive. So the economics really play a role. So, To answer your question, there's a number of businesses out there doing similar things. You've heard of Republic Services and Waste Management and Heritage and all of those guys, which do work with their clients to uh, help with recycling. And we actually work with those companies um, underneath their umbrella to help them recycle um, some tough to recycle waste streams. Um, But I wouldn't say it's a large uh, as it relates to wisdom, um, maybe one or two in the country. Which that is would, so line, would line up with us. Exactly. Yeah. It's, unbelie- I
0: mean, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. You I know? would probably I mean, say
1: there's probably one other company out there that kind of, if you had to put us in the same box, that, that would be one in the whole country that I'm aware of.
0: So cool. I mean, you're really taking, uh, you know, what is going to become a bigger and bigger problem for companies and giving them, you know, hope, finding a, a solution. And at the same time, then just creating something, you know, super cool for the consumer. So speaking of this sort of general wisdom, you know, approach to business, you know, finding, you know, solutions for, for waste. The other thing that I think is super cool is filter clean. Um, I, you know, the fact that you can say you are saving people 50%, of you know of the cost of a, of a new filter but also just the waste of purchasing new over and over and that you can clean filters over and over explain that a little like how um how that works well,
1: that's another one of those those models that uh, you know didn't have an easy solution you know um i would credit some of my former not my former my current customers um That basically said mike you're recycling our steel shot you're recycling our dust what are you going to do about these filters because you know that that uh you know wisdom filter clean cleans dust collector filters as a service business what is a dust collector filter well you know it's basically a large shop back at the plant level and that's the way i describe it right it's going to collect that dust from the blasting operations and it's going to go through the plant through into a giant dust collector and inside that dust collector are cartridge filters That we're all kind of familiar with you know that goes in the bottom of your shop back think of this as just a much larger version um certain plants have these dust collectors that are you know hold 300 filters certain plants have collectors that hold eight or four um but the normal methodology or what uh is when the filters become clogged there's a little sensor and it says hey our filters are clogged and the manufacturer just orders new filters and um takes them out throws them in a roll off and they're one and done just like uh, uh so we once again I went out looking for solutions and uh, we partnered with a company called Sonic dry clean out of uh, California that had a technology that was developed the Sonic dry clean technology or the machines that we use um they were developed to clean the filters for for diesel haul trucks um uh, For mines in Russia, Indonesia, Canada. Now we're talking about these haul trucks that are $1 million each. Okay. Oh my gosh. So they had to clean those trucks filters every day and other air filters on those trucks. The technology, if you can imagine driving around a million dollar dump truck, right. And you have lots of them when you're a nickel mine or a coal mine or these huge operations, this company was selling them these filter machines and I went out and saw John Hawkins from um, Sonic dry clean, and we uh, we ended up buying one and then we bought another one. And now we have two of these machines. So our service business was just modified to say, hey, if you're cleaning diesel filters, their air intake, they look the same, they're a little bit smaller, they take out dust. We just took that technology and put it here at our facility. And now we open up a service division called Wisdom Filter Clean that cleans industrial dust collector filters. In a nutshell, you know, instead of taking your filter out and throwing it away, uh, it, you send it to us, we clean it with this technology, we test airflow, we, we do a light bar test, make sure there's no holes in it. Um, we record the performance of the filter, and then we box it up and send it back to you and you put it back in your system. So we can clean filters anywhere from two to 10 times, depending on, you know, how many times people change their filters and what material is in them. And what's neat about it is, is that um we can have a customer that we recycle their shot dust from their steel shot dust into steel crete but remember we're removing the dust from those filters and when that dust removes from the filters it goes into our dust collector which we have one mm-hmm. goes into a drum and we take that drum of dust and send it to steel and recycle that dust into our steel crete <laughs> product in um, the aerospace business we do a lot with aerospace filters um we'll recycle the dust which has a uh, uh uh, an alloy component to it and that'll be recycled and, and re, reused and melted back down into alloy metals um and we also can clean there's a few filters that we can't clean just because of limitations of our system you know 42 inches is our tallest you know um we've heard people call us and say i've got a 55 inch filter and i pay 400 for it you know it's like i wish i could help you but we just haven't got that machine um to do that but we clean thousands of filters every year and if you can imagine, they're bulky and they fill up roll offs and they go to landfills. And so, you know, we not only add value in a manufacturing state, that's a waste stream, right? Yeah, you know, waste yeah. streams are filters and they go in a dumpster and they take up a lot of airspace. So the cost for disposal per filter is very high. So by working with Wisdom Filter Clean, our other division, you can actually send them in, we'll clean them. And filters will wear out. I mean, they will get clogged over time. There's some there's some technology or some science behind it, but we've cleaned thousands of filters and had great success and great response. And we clean filters honestly. You know, our our location is in Greensfield, Indiana, but we clean filters from Florida all the way all over the country. In fact, um, we just got a load in from Florida. Um, I think there was. I'm not really sure. I think there were. 38 filters on that load, and they can actually send filters to us, let us clean them and let us send them back and still save money. They may not save 50% after the freight's back and forth, because we do charge 50% of what you, we start there, uh, of what you pay for a current filter, a little bit of the honor system that we use with our clients, right? So we say, how much do you pay? And they say, well, I paid this and everybody's been really honest. Um, And (laughs) You know, it gives the client the best value instead of us saying, you know, it's $50 because filters here's a little secret about filters, the same filter um, that you're buying Vicki may cost you $190 and you can go down to the guy down the street that buys a few more, and that same filter, he pays 110. So. The, the same filter. So filter pricing's all over the place. So what we do is we say, look, it's 50% off. So you get the best bang for your buck. And um, we cleaned some filters for some very large fortune 500 companies. And we've had some very good success with those. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. And it's so easy too, that they can just send it to you, that they don't have to, you know, worry about getting it scheduling. I mean, freight and all that kind of stuff that you just take care of all that for them, it sounds like. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of our customers will actually, now that we've got them, you know, one thing about recycling is this, it's changing the paradigm at the manufacturing level, right? So one day it's waste and the next day it's recyclable, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: you know, my my sympathies go out to the people that handle the recycling, typically the environmental safety and health managers at at, uh, manufacturing facilities, because they're charged with a large list of things to do not only on the environmental issue, but the safety and the health. And they also typically get to do with the recyclables. So, you know, we have, we work with wisdom, works with manufacturers to help change the paradigm. So, you know, a guy on the line who's been throwing stuff away for 10 years, yeah. you know, it's no longer throw it away. We have to put it on a skid and, sh- and shrink wrap it and get it off the Once we get through that and people realize at the manufacturing level, I mean, people in general want to make, to recycle, you know, people in general want to help, you know, once they recognize the fact that, you know, that filter used to cost money to throw away, but now if you throw it away or damage it, it now it's $50 bill thrown away in the trash. So once we work with manufacturers and help change the paradigm about waste to recycling, it really is is not a big deal. They package it up. They they send it to us. We can help them schedule the trucks, and then we send it back to them. So that's uh that's all what wisdom does. You know, we help get all that you know taken care of.
0: Yeah, that's that's super cool. So when I was there taking a tour, you had um, a team member going through some kind of metal and I remember you told the story oh, okay. about what they were grabbing, what they were sorting and what you were going to do with it.
1: So, uh, you know, one of the things that wisdom does is we turn. We tend to uh, take the, the difficult to mess with stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's really easy to to go out and say from a scrap guy to say, Oh, I'll, I'll take that. Cause that's, that's a turning or, or that's a part. And I want all your scrap parts and they're all pretty and they go in a bucket. Um, wisdom has a, a reputation of taking the difficult to, to recycle stuff, right? So what what we traditionally do is we I would say that it's it's easy to take material and then bring it on our floor and then put it with the rest and build a truckload and send it out. That's great. We do that a lot. But you know, most manufacturers don't have that luxury of having clean byproduct or clean waste streams. There's usually a contamination factor. So wisdom when I say contamination, I mean that there's a product um, that's mixed in with another product, and it's really just sorting and preparing it for shipment, right? right so right. Um, it's really um, like you saw, Jeff, when he was working, he was just picking one product and putting it over here and picking another product and putting it over there. And, you know, the, the market or the trade won't buy it as it is. So the manufacturer is faced with, what am I going to do with it? Will they throw it away. And so, you know, they don't have the labor, the time, you know, the energy uh, to dedicate towards recycling. They're in the business making, I would say they make widgets or they make whatever they sell is a lot more valuable than taking a person over there to sort, like, you know, put this over here and this over there. And so we do a lot of sorting. And uh, in that case, that was some alloy scrap metal that, uh, you know, we, we try to um, upgrade the value right so one product might have a lower grade in that pile and the other product might have a higher grade right so by separating them out it makes the 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 stream the waste stream or the byproduct recyclable because a lot of times if you just look at it straight up and nobody in the market's going to buy that they're going to say yeah it's you know it's it's not worth my time or I'll give you a really 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 low price well it doesn't even cover the freight so when wisdom looks at a waste stream we look at the the intrinsic value and we know that we're going to have to do what jeff was doing we're picking it and sorting it but by doing that we make that happen we make that recycling possible whereas a lot of people come in and just look at stuff and go i want the clean stuff i want the clean Throw stuff hands, i want the clean yeah. stuff and so you can see that when you were at our facility over the years that's kind of the pragmatic approach that i've taken you know where we've had to create solutions um, to make recycling streams work for customers. And so it can be something as simple as hand sorting materials, screening mm-hmm. materials, starting an entire company that handles, you know, <laughs> steel creeds, uh, buying, a, buying <laughs> equipment that does filter cleaning. But, uh, you know, that's what what we've done for many years. So um, if, if it was easy, everybody do, doing it right.
0: Well, I, I just I, I am like I said, I am a girling. I'm totally into the whole circle, circular, you know, economy. Um, I think what you're doing is just so cool. And I wish more companies maybe that have the abilities because they, you know, maybe have the infrastructure or whatever would, um, would follow suit, you know, because I'm sure you're making an impact that is just unbelievable. In fact, I want to ask you that. Um, before we let um, people know where they can find you and that kind of thing. I want to know what kind of impact have you measured that you've made on the environment?
1: What we do on a monthly basis, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, sometimes we, I get caught up in like just the next thing and just keep on keeping on, keep moving, moving the ball down the field and taking care of our clients we do do some background stuff one of the things that we do is it's really important in fact we found that it's very well received by our customers is that we track everything that comes into our facility um um you know computer we receive it in we you know check it in um and then what we do is you know every recyclable stream has a name right you know um and all of our clients, what we do is we send our clients quarterly recycling reports in an infographic format. How awesome. Um, and then we also do an annual, which is really interesting because some of our dust customers, it'll say you've recycled two million pounds of dust this year, and you've recycled, you know, two hundred thousand pounds of spent steel shot, and and that's for one customer. So it gives them some kind of feedback because so many. People in the recycling business just grab your stuff, they take it, they get you a a piece of paper at the trucking and says, thanks a lot, and it's recycled, right? Whereas we kind of track that um, for a couple reasons, but one, we actually track what comes in, and then we also track what goes out, right? (laughs) And our goal is to um, always, I think... Last time I checked, I think 97% of materials that we handle get recycled. You know, the 4% or I think it's even higher than that, but the 4% are broken skids. And, you know, we even recycle the drums and, you know, but like old boxes that are broken or whatever. Um, I think it could be closer to 98%. But we we track that inbound and outbound and then we report that back to our clients. And this infographic is really interactive in the sense that it's just an 8.5 by 11 infographic pie chart. But when you've got a customer that is sending you 15 different waste streams, it's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, And we tend to grow with our customers to that point. We may start with steel shot dust, but then we'll add filter cleaning and then we'll add another waste stream. Because the people that when we visit, if you can imagine going to some of these plants that are a million square feet, they're focused on one problem waste stream right they don't know what wisdom does until they actually spend a little time with wisdom you know yeah so it's not uncommon for us to go in for one issue and end up end up with two or three or four waste streams at the end of the year and so that just adds on the total weight that we take out of landfills so we do account for that quarterly reports annual recycling reports to our clients so the metrics I have not done this, but I haven't gone through and just added them all up. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I was looking at the quarterly reports of our clients and saying, wow, that's a lot. I mean, I know steel creed, like I said 4,000 to 6,000 tons a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we're over 10,000 tons of year aggregate recycling and you multiply that by 2,000 and that equals pounds. So, you know,
0: it's unbelievable. Well, I know, um, you know, measurements important to everybody that impact that they're making, I'm sure your customers, you know, appreciate having that so they can, you know, these days report back to boards and potential investors even sometimes, you know, so important stuff. Well, I want you to tell the listeners where they can find you um, and how they can get in touch with you if they have heard something that they need to tell a friend or a colleague or maybe they want to contact you themselves.
1: Well, the best place to go is through our website, which is wisdomenvironmental.com. Um, you can access the, uh, that's the main website and you can check out Wisdom Filter Clean. You can see a video of the Wisdom Filter Clean process there. You can also check out Wisdom Steelcrete and see some of the products that we're making from the wisdomenvironmental.com website. You can email me at mike at wisdomenvironmental.com if you have any questions um, and, you know, i help a lot of people we need we 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 don't even do business with a lot of people that i talk to um but i give them you know some insight and some guidance you know i'm one of those people that tells you the good news and the bad news right so we (laughs) we take a look we take a look at your stuff and say you know it's not uncommon for me to say you know as much as i hate to do this uh, i think your best bet is to to send it to your local landfill um because you know economics small companies can't afford to pay that extra freight to send it across the country so You know, I give lots of free advice, Um, you know, if anybody wants to call us and run something by me, but uh, we do it every day.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, I bet you'll get some calls. So I can't thank you enough for coming on um, and spending a little time with me today, Mike.
1: Thanks, Vicki. I appreciate it. And, you know, I like your wisdom filter clean hat. I do, too. But, uh, you know, <laughs> where's, your, where's your wisdom koozie? Come on. Oh, yeah. Where is up. the koozie? That's right. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm only drinking iced tea right now. So, you know, yeah. well, have to save tuned. that for later. <laughs>
1: stay tuned for uh, more exciting products, uh, you know, coming your way. So thanks a lot for your time.
0: See you later, Mike. Taking Care in Business is hosted by Vicki Bolson and is co-produced by me, Morgan Hartman and Addie Miller. Together, we're all part of the team here at Bolson Group. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support our show, please follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and updates, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Taking Care in Biz, that's Biz with a Z, or by going to our website at takingcareinbusiness.com. If you have any questions, comments, or have a guest suggestion, you can email us at info at Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next episode to learn more about using business as a force for good.